0: Welcome back everyone. I'm Nicole. And I'm Crystal. You're listening to Las Brujas and Friends Podcast. A podcast
1: where we talk about legends and paranormal stories, sprinkled with true crime,
0: extraterrestrial, and the like. Here's a little disclaimer. We're not professionals. We're not historians. We just love everything scary. If If you haven't already, which you should have,
1: subscribe to and review this podcast
0: on today's episode we are back hello everybody in podcast land apologies for taking two weeks off i had finals and we had the rest of the school year to finish up yeah we just needed a little break Mm -hmm. um the last episode you guys heard martha's story which was Uh, so awesome sleep paralysis in la it was it was good that was a good one i hope you guys like that Mm -hmm. and just for future reference You guys can be on the show if you want to. Hit us up. All of our info is in the description of the podcast. Mm -hmm. You can go to our YouTube channel. You can search us up there and our info to contact us is there too, as well as our Instagram. If you want to
1: see our actual animated faces, because we're a great show.
0: (laughs) We're confused. Yeah. Out of frame. hmm All sort. We get Lego people sometimes in between us. All You'll sorts of things happen. you enjoy the episode. I wonder if they ever... Did you ever find that Lego? Oh, yeah. It's in there. Oh. It's in I'll take. I put it in at the end. It's a blooper. We had a little <laughs> Lego friend for like the first half of the show. All right. So in today's episode... We're changing things up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So how things are going to work is... It's going to be almost the same. We are changing our show a little bit... We're still going to each tell a story, but in between our stories, we're going to break off into a little segment and it's going to be um, Spanish word of the day. I mean, that's all it is. Hey, Spanish word of the day. Do you know what bruja is? Exactly. We've had some people contact us, tell yes. us, and ask us, like, what does this What's mean? A bruja? What does that mean? Yeah. What's a bruja? <laughs> So we want to at least explain some of the paranormal words that we use in Spanish to you Mm -hmm. guys. So you guys know, because there's people all over the world that listen to us. All over the world, not just Spanish please. thank you
1: everyone for listening and tuning in. We appreciate the love.
0: We do. So I'm going to do a story. We're going to break off into a little Spanish word of the day segment, and then you'll do your story. It's not always going to be me first. Sometimes you'll go first. Yeah, we'll switch it up. But, you know, that's pretty much going to be what our structure will be for the time being, just so we have some structure, because I know people like structure, especially yeah. like people like me. What's on the agenda? Yeah. So now you guys know what's on the agenda. Yes. <laughs> All right. So am I going first? Did I say I was going first? Wait, what are you talking about? Oh, I wasn't sure I was supposed to say. Yeah, you could say.
1: I am talking about um, something that I used to watch growing up, and it definitely... Led me into why I like all things paranormal. Um, I believe in a lot of the stories. It's about true crime, unsolved mysteries. Hint, it is the history of our unsolved mysteries. It's a documentary series that we had here in the U.S.
0: Yeah, unsolved mysteries is a, I remember watching that as a kid, right? I watched it as a kid in the 90s. Mm -hmm. um, And
1: there were two different channels. I remember watching it um, just on a regular like channel three channel four or five yeah, or whatever like but then i also stations. growing up because being with my mom she while we did laundry watched lifetime it showed up on lifetime oh my too God, and i was like God. lifetime lifetime
0: hate lifetime that channel has traumatized me for life i think okay. mainly women and girls yeah it's traumatizing makes you scared of the whole world yep um um, um wait am i going first or are you going first you go first you pick you want you want to hear mine yeah. okay it's a good one okay Slenderman. That's what I'm going to be talking about. This is a modern urban legend that began in 2009, and this is how it goes. Slenderman is a paranormal figure that has been in existence for centuries. Even though it's a modern urban legend, it dates back centuries, and I'll tell you later. It is known to be. Um, he is known to be present all over the world. Slenderman is a tall, obviously male figure. He is eight feet tall, at least. He has. Four to eight long tentacles that come out of his back. He has two arms and two legs. And there's disagreement about how many tentacles come out of his back. So they say four to eight. He can contract these tentacles (laughs) from his back whenever he wants. So aside
1: from his actual limbs, Mm -hmm. hands, and feet. Yes.
0: He has tentacles. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. He wears a black suit and he appears very thin. So he's very thin and tall. His face is pale and ghostly, but it appears... Differently to everyone. Some people say that he has kind of a cloth or gauze over his face, almost like suffocating, distorted, not distorted, like his eyes and nose and everything's still there, but it's like something's covering him. Or some people say he has no face at all, but it has like the indentations. Okay. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes. But he appears, his face appears differently to everybody. He sometimes is known to wear a hat, whether it's a top hat or a fedora. Sometimes he doesn't have anything on at all and he has no hair. So it's kind of like Voldemort from Harry Potter. Yeah. There you go. There's Mm -hmm. your reference. Mm -hmm. He usually has his hands behind his back, portraying like a polite stance. Like he holds his hand behind his back. And he he applauds he appears to float or drift above the ground instead of walking. He's able to stretch his body in a way to induce fear and incapacitate his prey. So he just looks like he's politely standing there. But then all of a sudden his arms begin to stretch out.
1: Like he wants to hug
0: you. (laughs) And it incapacitates you. You're in a trance and you can't help but walk into his arms. Mm -mm. He can turn his tentacles and his fingers into tendrils that he uses to walk around on. Yeah. Uh-huh. Kind of like Dr. Octopus from Spider-Man, you know, he walks on his tentacles. That's what Slender Man can do too. Once he trapped traps his victims in him, he either kills them or takes them into another dimension because there is never any trace of them again once he gets to you. He lives in the woods and his main intentions are to kidnap children. So this is Aww. heavily on children, this whole story. He plays psychological games with his victims before he takes them. He doesn't care if he's, if he's seen in the day or night. He does not care. So, but he's in the woods. And he lives in the woods. And imagine he's tall, thin, and he can have tentacles that he can take out whenever he wants or turn his fingers into tentacles. He could look like a tall, skinny tree. hmm But he doesn't Ooh, care if he's greedy. seen, so... He likes to stalk those who become overly paranoid or obsessed with him. He will appear to those to continue frightening them and play with their minds. So that's the thing about Slenderman that I learned is that when you become obsessed with his story and you can't stop looking into it, that's when he starts to get you. Really? Yeah. So he'll appear to you just to mess with you mm-hmm. before you end up in the woods. And then you're off into another <laughs> dimension with Slenderman. Wow. Man. <laughs> So, this is where they say it's been going on for centuries. This is this is what they say. So, apparently, there's pra- Brazilian cave paintings from 9,000 BC that portray an elongated figure. And some say that it's portraying Slenderman. Aliens. Right? That's... Mm? Yeah. Slenderman and alien. Hello. Hello. Another dimension. Purr, purr. And he's tall and skinny. Mm-hmm. And he has, like, a bald head. Mm-hmm. Wow. There are other um, similar, similar, I can't talk, similar figures from Egyptian hieroglyphics dating back to 31 BC, 3,100 BC, sorry. So there are some. Documentation. Documentation of a <laughs> tall, slender man. <laughs> and that's what people date it back to. But this is why they call it the modern day urban legend and how slender man became a popular thing around 2009. Eric Nudson. Just a regular guy. Okay. He entered a competition on a website called Something Awful. The website asked people to create a photo that looked paranormal. They had to use an everyday photo and make it creepy. Make it look creepy. Okay. Photoshop. He took two black and white photos of groups of children and added Slenderman in the background. Oh, no. Uh Uh-huh. And... He says he says he was inspired by HP Lovecraft and Stephen King and Slenderman, like the figure of Slenderman, was inspired by the movie The Mist. I love the mist. There you go. Oh, yeah, that's right. We talked about this. Yes. It seemed that Netson just created this photo. He entered the contest, he created the photo for the contest. Mm-hmm. And that was just like what do you call it? He planted the seed that and people ran with it. Yeah. He had no story. It was no story. It was just a photo. Mm-hmm. And people saw it and ran with it. Yeah. And now we have Slender Man.
1: Wow. I'm looking at the pictures right now. Slender That's Man's creepy. Pretty. Yeah. It, and it's not even like you can tell. It's in the background and he's like just a figure in the background.
0: Mm-hmm. And you could almost not even see it because he looks like a tree. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. There's hundreds of stories of people. So what I told you is kind of like the main bits of it that everybody kind of agrees on. Okay. But there's hundreds of stories from people saying, oh, he does this and he looks like this and he's there and here and all this place. But it's so, it got so popular. They made a movie about it. 2018 Slenderman movie. And it looks creepy. I saw the trailer and I was like, I might have to watch that. (laughs) (laughs) But beyond the creepies, that's all I have for the creepies. Okay it gets a little true crimey because Ooh. there was a huge case about Slenderman um, in 2014. Where? It involves three girls, Morgan Geyser and Anissa Wire and Peyton Lutner. And this all happened in May 2014. Where? Wisconsin, I think. Wow, I forgot to write the city, but I'm pretty sure it was Wisconsin. Okay. It happened in the States. Okay. On May 30th, the three girls were celebrating Morgan's 12th birthday party, and they had a sleepover There's that night. friends, not sisters. Friends. Morgan and Anisa were obsessed with Slenderman, and Peyton was afraid of him. Anissa was new to the school and became friends with Morgan, and then Peyton and Morgan were best friends since fourth grade. And Peyton fed into it for Morgan because it's her best friend. Like yeah. She was scared of it, but she was, I don't know, like she was just kind of like, sure, Acknowledged yeah. it, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. hmm you know, you're 12 years old. You're not going to tell your friend that she's crazy for believing in, in it. You're just going to agree with her <laughs> <laughs> to be her friend, right? Morgan and Anissa, they were so obsessed with Slenderman. They wanted to become his proxy. So it does talk about this a little bit when I was doing research about proxies. So proxies are, they're like chosen by him. They're chosen or enlisted by Slenderman and their servants are helpers that serve as his connection to the human world. <gasps> they but- help the duck kids? I guess. I, I didn't really get into like what a proxy does, but all I know is that like he needs proxies to still be connected to the human world. Okay. And he supposedly chooses them or enlists them, but the way he chooses them is people who are aware of him and want to be a proxy have to do things to then be, I guess, yeah. whatever chosen. Yeah. So in order to be considered to be a proxy, you have to do things. And in this case, Morgan and Elissa decided they had to kill somebody. No. And they decided that they were going to kill Peyton. Uh-huh. Oh Isn't it so God. sad? It's so sad. Okay. The day I gave you was May 30th. That's the birthday party. They started planning this whole thing December 2013. They planned for how many months? Five months, at least. Almost six months. Five, six months. They were planning on killing their friend because of Slender Man, because of something they read online.
1: Wow. Yeah.
0: Um. Mm-hmm. So they wanted to kill her initially. Okay, so I guess they had um, Morgan's birthday party at a roller rink, and they were gonna, they planned on killing her that night. <gasps> Apparently, they always tried to stay up all night, and then for that that night, Peyton's like, "Yeah, it was weird." There are so many interviews about this. This was a huge story. So there's interviews all over um, the internet. Peyton's like, I thought it was weird because usually we try to stay up all night during our slumber parties. And that night, Morgan says she didn't want to stay up. She wanted to go to sleep. And it's because they wanted them to go to sleep so that they could kill Peyton in her sleep. Oh. It's shocking. They're 12 years old. Yeah. So they didn't go through with it that night. They decided to do it the following day. They told Peyton, Morgan, and Anissa, they told her that they wanted to go to a park nearby. And once they got to the park, they said they wanted to go take a walk into the woods and play hide and seek. Apparently, in some of um, the interviews, they say that Peyton and Anissa, I mean, not Peyton, Morgan and Anissa were kind of like, you do it. No, you do it. I'm too scared. And they kept like... Yeah. Not doing it. They didn't go through with it. Like they just kept prolonging the whole process. Payne had no idea. Yeah. She knew something was off. She says she knew something was off, but obviously she didn't know her friends were trying to kill her. Yeah. They said they wanted to play hide and seek. They forced her pretty much. They told her to go lay down on the ground and cover her body with sticks. <laughs> and so she went on the ground because they were, I don't know what they were doing. They obviously had to have been mean to her for her to actually lay down on the ground, face down on the ground, and put sticks on her. And that was just a ploy. Morgan ended up jumping on Peyton's back and started to stab her. (gasps) She stabbed her with a kitchen knife 19 times all over her body, her abdomen, her arms, her legs. No. And in the interviews that I saw, Anissa is being questioned, and she says that she remembers Peyton screaming in agony as Morgan was stabbing her. And once Morgan stopped stabbing her, they told Peyton, they said, we're going to go get help. Don't move so you don't lose any more blood. But they were never going to go get help. Yeah. And told a She's like, we weren't going to get help. We went to go look for Slenderman after. <laughs> oh, my God. 12 year old girls. I was not doing this at 12. Yeah. What the heck is going on? We're taking the Internet away. <laughs> Peyton says that she tried to get up. She actually, Anissa says she remembers Peyton saying, I can't see, I can't walk, and I can't breathe. Peyton was already like blacking out yes. from the trauma and the shock. The girls left. Peyton got up and tried to walk to get help, but she couldn't. And she ended up just falling into a patch of grass nearby. Oh. Lucky for her, a biker was in the area. And he saw her on the ground bleeding and he called the police. Oh. She was so lucky. So the police came, paramedics came. They asked her, who did this? And she said, my friend Morgan. And they rushed her to the hospital and she had to go immediate surgery. So yeah. she's while she's in surgery, these two girls are in the woods looking for Slenderman because in their eyes, they fulfilled what they had to do. And now they were going to be proxies. they were going to be taken in by Slenderman. Five hours later, the police find these girls on the side of the highway. Yeah. Like they on the other side wandering. of town. They were wandering in the woods. They find them on the side of the highway. They pick them up. They take them into the police station and they start interviewing them. Apparently, in, I think it's Wisconsin. I hope I'm saying the right state. They can interrogate a minor without parents in the room. Come on. Mm-hmm. And their reasoning is because we feel that people will be more open without their parents in the room. 12-year-old girls. They're kids. They're kids' kids. I understand 16, 17, maybe 15, but a 12-year-old? Mm-hmm. You're going to interrogate a 12-year-old alone? Yeah. I don't know. That was a little sketch for me. But, I mean, they're 12, uh, They're twelve, so they just spilled their guts. Yeah. Like, they told them everything. Yeah. Morgan, it was weird because they were super calm. They even asked, the detective asked them, like, do you think you're going to get in trouble? They were just like, I don't know. Maybe. Like they were super calm. Morgan even asked the detective at one point, is Peyton alive? What? Uh huh. And the detective was like, I don't know. They rushed, they took her to the hospital. And Morgan goes, What? And then she's kind of just like, "Uh, I was just wondering. Like, she seems so unbothered by the whole thing. It was wow, really weird. As they're questioning her, they ask Morgan about the incident, and she tells detectives that it was Anissa's idea. She said Anissa told her that they had to do it, and when the detective asked her why, she said it was because the man would come and kill their families. And the detective asked, like, what man? And Morgan goes, um, a man. I don't know him, but Anissa knows him. Anissa tells the detectives all about Slenderman. So eventually... They find out the whole story. They know about Slenderman. They know that it was just a fictional character, some dude made up, and people ran with the story. Unfortunately, these little girls fell for it. They just got all wrapped up into this fictional story and they committed this terrible crime. Luckily, Peyton, she survived and she's doing well physically. She does deal with a lot of mental things like trust and being alone and nighttime and all that stuff. She apparently sleeps with a pair of broken scissors next to her every night. So she does struggle a bit mentally, but she's doing well. She's fine. She's alive. She's good. The other two girls, they ended up being tried as adults in court. They both pleaded guilty. Morgan got sentenced to 40 years in a mental institution. And Anissa got sentenced to 25 years in a mental health facility as well. Wow. And that is the story of Slender Man. 2013? 2014. They started planning it 2013, December 2013. And then wow. it happened May 31st, 2014.
1: Wow. Right? hmm
0: And there's more. There's You could watch the interviews on YouTube. You can look it up. There's way more details you can get, but, you know. Structure. Mm. (laughs) We're trying to keep ourselves
1: structured, And we're going to go for a break. And now
0: for the Spanish word of the day. I figured this is the best one to start with. (laughs) And it is the Spanish word for ghost. And that is fantasma.
1: El fantasma.
0: El fantasma. Mm -hmm. I did not know that fantasma meant ghost until I was like... In my 20s. Really? I (laughs) thought fantasma.
1: Well, I knew in the stories uh, that I had heard like when I was 17 or 18, I knew them as just spirits. I didn't Uh categorize it as just
0: ghosts. Espiritu. Oh, sorry. That was another Spanish word. I always thought of ghosts in Spanish as spirits as well. I never knew it was fantasma. Oh, Never knew that. You knew that. I knew that. You knew that way before me. I didn't.
1: I knew that, but then I also the picture that would come in as a spirit for me was uh-huh. this the little cartoon back in the day was what? Uh, the Cartoon Network where there was like a, a ghost. He was like dark and purple, a phantasma. I'm gonna find the picture.
0: What? Yeah. I didn't have cable growing up. I had local Cartoon channels. Network. I did not have Cartoon Network. Oh. My whole childhood. <laughs> I think we had it once because they talked mom into getting a promo. Mm-hmm. We had cable for like a month and then they tried to charge her and she said, ah, cancel it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Exactly. <laughs> yeah, local. I remember
0: local channels. One whole month. Mu- yeah, every time you came to Florida, uh-huh. lo- we got the antenna. Yep.
1: <laughs> we can't watch anything. We don't understand the Spanish.
0: <laughs> That's it. Go outside. And Telemundo. That's yep. what I grew up on. Mm-hmm. And all the all the yeah, just like sitcoms. I literally grew up with local sitcoms: Seinfeld, Friends, Will and Grace, yep, Cartoon please. Network. I don't know her. <laughs> Anyways, that is our Spanish word of the day, Fantasma. And now you know
1: Espíritus as well.
0: I guess are we gonna throw that one in? Espiri Espíritu (laughs) Espíritu Spanish card basura. (laughs) All right, I guess you get two, Fantasma and Espíritus. Spirit, ghost, kind of two in one. Kind of two in one, right? Kind of two. Yes. And that's it. And now we get into your story.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, everyone. So, my topic, Gather Around, is going to be going over a little bit of the history of Unsolved Mysteries. Now, this Unsolved Mysteries was a documentary, documentary, documentary. We can talk tonight. Wow. Documentary <laughs> show, a series of shows that went into four different segments. It was a cold case. It was uh, Paranormal. They also had uh, Conspiracy Theories and Missing Persons.
0: I don't remember all these four categories. I don't remember all the four either. I
1: remember them seeing different episodes, obviously, but apparently it had four segments.
0: Wow. Mm -hmm. So this
1: was an American television series created by John Cosgrove and Terry Dunn Moore. Mm -hmm. I can never say his last name right.
0: Oh, psh. (laughs)
1: M-E-U-R-E-R. They were producers, okay? So, again, they were documenting any paranormal phenomena, any cold cases, and it first began in a series of seven specials presented by Raymond Burr, Carl Malden, and Robert Stack in the beginning of 1987
0: on NBC. So it was just supposed to be a special. It wasn't supposed to be long-running? Before, it was just missing persons, yes. Ah,
1: Yes, before it became Unsolved Mystery. So... Again, the format was to profile real-life mysteries with reenactments of actors. But back in the day when they first started, they didn't have enough of appropriation to get hire their actors. Uh-huh. So they used the actual witnesses, <gasps> the victims.
0: They had to relive it? Yes. Oh, my so as God. He, yeah,
1: as the interviews.
0: That's terrible. That's mm-hmm.
1: oh, Wow. Yeah, so how they did it was... It first aired as a special back in January 1987. Carl Malden hosted the following two specials before Robert Stack took over. And Robert Stack Mm. was the one who we all remember throughout the different... Even that name. Yeah. I'm like, I know who that Mm -hmm. is. So, um, the first 100 segments that David Vassar, who was the director, um, directed the earlier episodes, episodes, (laughs) um, he had the real people play themselves. And how it worked was, although it cost a certain amount to hire an actor throughout the time period of them getting more public uh, people watching and getting more, you know, viewers, they eventually had um, Matthew McConaughey. What? He was in one of them. Yeah, he played one of the murder witnesses. Yeah. So it said here. (laughs)
0: They all got to start somewhere. Mm
1: -hmm. In one of the postings that I saw, it said that Robert Stack ran from 1987 to 2002 on NBC first. Then jumping over to CBS, went over to Lifetime, a total amount of 404 episodes before him becoming ill and his death later on. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I remember.
1: Okay. Now, going back into it, the reason why it changed from Robert Stack from Carl Malden was because after hosting those, Raymond Burr and Carl Malden were both potential permanent host but their salaries didn't meet obviously what the store the show was making at that time oh really so with Robert stack being someone who was well known and uh-huh. wanting to take over was something where they were able to I guess deal with him being and letting it grow from there so they were just considered high salaried hmm. becoming a full-fledged series on October 5th 1988 stack, had nine seasons on NBC. And when he went to the 10th season, CBS had took over on November 13th, 1997. They added another co-host, Virginia Madsen. During season 11, it failed to boost their ratings. So CBS canceled the show. Yes. After 11 seasons? 11 seasons. And... With this show being so well-known, it stayed on a ranking of being the number 11th show as well.
0: Whoa. Yeah. It was up there. Mm-hmm. It wasn't... That's significant. There's yes. a lot of shows on network TV. So after, again, so the, this was
1: uh, twel- uh, the 11th season after adding Virginia Madsen. On the 12th episode run on June 11th, 19 and nine, they cut the cord. Whoa. So it was later than revived by Lifetime in 2000, bringing... Season 12 on July 2nd, 2001, Unsolved Mysteries aired 103 episodes on Lifetime before ending on September 20th, 2002. Now, when they revamped it in in Lifetime, it was a continuous. So obviously the stories that had come in from the witnesses and people who are trying to find, they did do um, a lot of Replays, reruns. But they also incorporated some of the new stories on Lifetime. So aside from, hey, this was back in 20 years ago, 15 years ago, we also have a new one. Or here's an update. I love updates. Yes. (laughs) And the one thing that really anybody could tell Unsolved Mysteries was on was their theme song. Yep. Their theme song was a mixture of like a Goosebumps chilling vibe. In the beginning I remember the uh, their discretionary um notice I think saying I this isn't saying a that. news media cast. Yeah. These are reenactments from, you know, so and so and like that old if you have you know, anything like please live. call the hotline.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. So that's a well known it did change their theme song, did change a few years later, but it was a well known everybody knew. Once mm-hmm. it came out, that was a show.
0: You know. Yeah. I love shows like that. Mm-hmm. It just triggers you. Lifetime
1: had been again rerunning the reruns from NBC. There were also mixtures that aired when they were ever whenever there were new episodes. It aired on weekdays between eleven a.m. to three p.m. Usually, I recall it being later on at night, but because Lifetime had taken over, they did it during the day. Yeah, Mm -hmm.
0: I always remember it being at nighttime Uh when you can really get scared and then you can't sleep because you feel like someone's going to break into your house. They
1: stopped (laughs) producing episodes back in 2002 because Stack was diagnosed with prostate cancer in late 2002. He died in May 2003 because of heart failure. So he was 84 years old in Beverly Hills, yes, now we fast forward from 2002, which was the last episode, to 2008. Spike re-aired it on October 13th, 2008. This was a revived version hosted by the veteran actor Dennis Farina. Who tied together the repackaged segments from the original episodes, and he also hosted his own 175 episodes wow. that ended in April 27, 2010. There's so it did so go for many, two more years.
0: So many episodes. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: In the early 90s, the drama took cast their actual like celebrity actors. Mm-hmm. It's one point five million per episode. Cosgrove told the Baltimore Sun that the unsolved mysteries could make could be made for twenty five to forty five percent of that cost. So that's why, in the beginning, those hundred segments that they had, they were using the actual victims because back then, they wanted their stories to be heard. They wanted their yeah. cases to be solved. Yeah, it was a little bit of a um, they were reluctant with the testimonials for people who talked about Paranormal because no one wanted to be seen as like, they're kind of crazy. Yeah. Something's up with them. And they said about 80% of the paranormal stories that they had heard just from the actual testimonials, you could tell it was like a not real oh, okay. an experience. 80% of them. But that 20% they did use when putting it into their segment.
0: Oh, that's good. So yeah. they act, and they had some sort of like morale to the audience. They didn't want to lie yep. to us.
1: So in some of the episodes, if you do watch one of the reruns, it says here, if the narrator talks a lot. The actors don't talk at all. It means acting is pretty bad.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> no, I got to go back and yeah. watch. <laughs> and if the
1: narrator is going to, and the narrator will cover everything up just with acting. So it was just standing, pretty much doing oh. it Yeah. <laughs> so out of all of the Unsolved Mysteries, it says here, more than a thousand cases were aired and according to their website, because they do have a website that's still there. It's called unsolved.com more than half of the episodes featured Wanted Fugitives have been solved.
0: Holy cow. Yes. Mm -hmm. So it
1: worked is what you're saying. (laughs) Now, back in 2019 of January of last year, yeah, last year, 2019, there was talk of a revamp. The revamp is a 12-part reboot announced by Deadline Hollywood. Um, The series is supposed to be refreshed by the, Executive producer from Stranger Things, Sean Levy, oh. and his company, 21 Laps Entertainment. They've tagged him along with Cosgrove and Mora Productions, also Netflix, to have a show run of the series with Levy and Josh Berry as executive producers. Robert Wise will act as co executive producer, but the thing is with this one, it's going to be pure documentary style, meaning there's no host and no narrator.
0: So you're just going along for the ride. Because you
1: have to consider, too, now, okay, back in the 90s, it was only like 10, maybe 15 years old. Now it's like 40, 50 yeah. years old. It's old. <laughs> so a lot of the stuff that they have, if the case is still cold, it's old. They don't have anything updated. And on That's some of true. the new ones yeah. where they had that co-host, uh, Virginia. hmm they would put like on the actual screen update. This is a you know this this case so and so had something. Okay, so I you're not remember the
0: hanging? hotline. Yes. Oh, the hotline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so even if it was a rerun, they would t- still have like some sort of disclaimer that said like, "Yep, this case was solved," or "It's still unsolved." Mm-hmm. Or okay,
1: that this show was nominated for six Emmy awards. Six. Dang, wait. Although they didn't get any Emmy awards, but they were oh. nominated for six. Yes
0: it's still you got nominated right? It's like an honorable mention <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was outstanding informational series for unsolved mysteries in 1989 1990 1991 92 93 and 95 oh. i did go on unsolved.com uh, it's I'm still it right active <laughs> yeah you can Update if you have any stories that you want to share that are unsolved, cold case, paranormal, what have you, you have the ability to put stuff in there yep. and they will contact you. I've been they looking at do, it. Yeah. There's even a uh, episode of Tupac's Killer.
0: I just saw that yeah! one. It's right there. Uh-huh. He, you know, he died in Vegas, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: So many producers are always looking for interesting stories to help out. Aside from it being, you know, solved from the community, they're always wanting to have something there with unsolved mysteries. The legacy does want to continue on. They do have this. And if you're interested in watching it, you can watch it on YouTube. I did see it on Hulu. Um, They have a. Platform called Tubi TV as well. I saw it on there. So Mm. you can watch the reruns. That's cool. Yeah. I want to see. There's different. So again, remember how I was telling you the intro, the theme song? Yeah. They did two or three different ones and you can hear the previous one and then the new updated one so it has different i guess is it
0: still reminiscent of the original oh yeah okay. i listened to
1: it earlier and i was like mm.
0: <laughs> right so weird how it brings you back <laughs> gave me chills triggers that part of your brain mm-hmm. you're like oh you're 10 again how old are we yeah that's about right no seven seven
1: and that's what I have for unsolved mysteries. I that's hope you guys liked one. it.
0: Yeah, oh, unsolved mysteries.
1: It let me reminisce a little bit. What
0: would our kids reminisce about in 20 years about the corona?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no,
0: no. <laughs> Something like unsolved mysteries. Cuz there aren't Well, I don't watch network TV. But that's the
1: thing even even today you don't hear about kids talking about scary stories.
0: No, you don't. I mean, except the one. They're I've talking heard.
1: about virtual gaming. They're talking about movies or fictional legends. They, but find you don't online. really have them talk about spooky characters or legends at all.
0: Well, there was that one viral thing that went around that ugly face. <gasps> Remember that one on YouTube? Yeah. Yes. Remember I showed it to you? Yes. And then it ended up being a hoax. It yeah. wasn't even real. It was like some type of artwork. It was, yeah. It was a, a bird face connected human. to a bird. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that that was scary. But it was a hoax. Okay, so that doesn't really count. It does Slender Man. It's a modern urban legend. It is, but we don't got woods. <laughs> <laughs> we got lots of desert. Yeah. Ooh, I'm going to find something from the desert. It's mostly aliens. Everything comes. The hills have ice.
1: Ooh. They did do an Unsolved Mysteries. They did do a one on Area 51. I don't know why Planet 51 came in my head again. Area 51.
0: <laughs> it's not even 51. It's Planet 13. I know. <laughs> Wait, yeah. This is the second time you've said it yes. on the podcast. <laughs> Look it up. Planet 13 Vegas. Mm-hmm. We don't judge. Nope. <laughs> you saw that Mosca? There's something there. Yeah. Great. It's summer. The bugs are out and alive. Yes. I hate bugs. Who hates bugs as much as I do? I do.
1: <laughs> but I have to kill them or catch
0: them. Right? You have those moments if Can I, I borrow know- a lizard? Does somebody have a reptile that eats bugs so we can borrow? But even lizards make me a little squeamish. What? The other when we were in Florida, there was a little tiny baby gecko in the shower <gasps> and I literally went, "Mom! Mom!" Ran out in my towel. (laughs) A gecko? A little tiny gecko. Those freak me out because they're so small. Yeah. And the thing about those, because I grew up in Florida and I know, like, what happens is if you barely scare the baby ones, they just plop right off the wall. And I was naked. They fall? They just fall because they're babies. I guess they just don't, they panic and they lose their grip (gasps) and they just plop and I was (laughs) in the shower. And I did not want a gecko falling on me. Oh, my God. I can only imagine what I would have done if a baby gecko fell on me and I was naked.
1: I remember a bug <laughs> fell on my head as a kid in the laundry room when you had the pull-down light with the string. <gasps> it fell on my head. I was putting our wet clothes from, like, the pool or we went to the beach or something like that. I went to put it in the washer because they said to do that. Oh. And me being a good old kid listening, put the thing on, bug falls on my head. I'm like, that's what, what you
0: get for being a good kid. <laughs> That's what she get for yeah, listening. Yeah,
1: I ran out of the laundry room.
0: <laughs> Through the clothes everywhere. I,
1: the clothes <gasps> on <of> the porch. <floor. laughs>
0: yeah, that's what I did in the shower. Left everything there. I just grabbed a towel. And mom saved the day. <laughs> she goes, ay, es un bebé. Oh, forget it. And she went to grab it and plop, it fell on the floor. And then she grabbed it and put it in the backyard. <laughs> mom <laughs> don't care. She's, nope. from, she's from the, what does she she's call a it? a rancho. She don't care. <laughs> Actually, no, Saving she does one care. one at a time. She does care. She doesn't like worms. Remember? Every time we talked about gusanos, she would freak out. Mm -hmm. She hated those. Did you see that viral thing that went on... You don't go on TikTok, but now it's hit, like, mainstream. It started on TikTok. It's this viral thing where they put strawberries in salt water, and little worms come out of it. Shut up. I'm not... And it's not a hoax. It's legit. And the FDA writes off those worms as perfectly fine for consumption because they don't harm you inside. Every time we eat strawberries, we're eating little worms. Okay, we got to do a second. I am not doing that. What? (laughs) I love strawberries. (laughs) 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 If I see that, I won't touch a strawberry ever again. Come on, just cover it with chocolate. (laughs) The FDA also writes off rodent hair as okay if it's found on the produce and mold.
1: Well, you can't. Mold is hard.
0: Mold is hard. That's natural. Because they natural put all the produce, process.
1: yeah, inside a crate in a box and it's shipped out somewhere. So if the fruit's going bad, it's just going to be there.
0: All right, I'll give the FDA mold. can't help that yeah. one too much. But the rodent hair and the worms? Yeah. Oh, the worms come from flies landing on the fruit and injecting their stuff? Yeah. Oh, but we're gonna, we're okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We're okay to eat it. <laughs> the FDA the says we're okay.
0: No. It just ruined everybody's day. <laughs> Still going to eat them strawberries when they're three for five It's sprouts. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, man. we're done. We need to go. (laughs) This wraps up this episode. Subscribe to Las Brujas and Friends Podcast.
0: Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Las Brujas Podcast and on Twitter at Brujas Podcast. We would love to hear from you. Any feedback, suggestions, or personal testimonials that confirm these stories, we would love to read them. A question for you. Were you an Unsolved Mystery fan growing up? And did you know who Slenderman was? Join us next week. We post every Friday.
1: Bye.